Hey, sickos. I'm LJ. And I'm Toe. And this is Say Psycho right now. appreciate you guys still returning despite the fact that all of this is dark and twisty yeah we do appreciate you guys putting up with our bullshit every week <laughs> god it's a service truly <laughs> truly all right shall we jump right into this one yeah i get into it. this one i i will just like preface i am going in blinder than a damn bat i don't know anything <laughs> about this other than the title and i'm just like i have questions <laughs> so, okay yeah so it. here comes toe hopping down <laughs> the spooky lane thing. with another fucking lunatic god okay this episode is going to be about dun, 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 dun. wow you're such a <laughs> good <the> singer <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I actually did have a great following at karaoke for a long time. I'll have you know. Over here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is about the giggling granny. God, what an icon already. I can feel it. Oh, she is an icon. And actually, matter of fact, on the platforms where I'm able to, I'm going to link. There's like a three minute video out there on YouTube that's like a rare interview with her. And the point behind the interview, it, it really doesn't contain a whole lot of information, but just watch her, like, just, just feel the vibe. <laughs> just watch. Just, just watch her, like, her mannerisms, I guess. Yeah. She's, she's a very fucking bizarre woman. Okay. Let's get into it. Without further ado, a little background here. Nanny Doss, whose birth name was Nancy Hazel, was born on November 5th, 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama. 
Her parents were Louisa and James Hazel, and she had one brother and three sisters. Now, her father, he was said to be extremely controlling and abusive, and she eventually grew to hate him. And her mother hated him, too. They all hated him. He was a piece of shit. They didn't get any formal education because her father forced them to work on the family's farm. Just day in and day out, hard labor, never, no breaks. Now, when Nanny was seven, her family was traveling by train to visit relatives. When the train stopped suddenly and Nanny struck her head on a metal bar. We got the head trauma. Yeah, we got the head trauma. So now it's said for years she suffered from headaches, blackouts, and depression. And later on, you know, she's she's going to use this as an excuse for some some fuckery. Um, actually, fuckery is like the understatement of the year. But now as teenagers, James, her father, he forbid his daughters from wearing any makeup or any clothing that was deemed to be, you know, attractive or going to dances or social events. And he claimed that he believed this would keep them from being molested by men. Um, Is that how that works? Apparently that's how that works. Well, I mean, I think in the early 1900s, that was like really what people believed that how it worked to be fair. It's, it's not how it works. Just Hate that moment. era. <laughs> yeah. Now, as a result of this kind of sheltered life that she lived, right, her favorite pastime became reading her mother's romance novels, and she was just dreaming of a future love. She was just waiting for her Prince Charming to come riding on in there and scoop her up. And she giggled while she did it. <laughs> oh, she giggled, all right. So she got married at 16 to a young man named Charlie Braggs and she married him with her father's approval surprisingly after just a short four months of dating wow yeah so Braggs he was the only son of a single mother who was very overbearing she insisted on living with them after they were married girl no yeah I insist she doesn't do that. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, she did not hear your plea. <laughs> God. So Charlie's mother took up most of his attention, and it's said that he was controlling towards Nanny. The couple did have four daughters together between 1923 and 1927. Sadly, in 1927, the two middle girls passed away due to, quote, suspected food poisoning. Mm. now i mean even even before the girls passed away their marriage was shit they were it was in shambles they were both cheating on each other charlie would go and stay out for days at a time nanny began drinking and smoking heavily to cope with her shitty marriage it was a disaster now following the death of their two children you know things went further downhill um, although it's said that you know nanny's spirits were lifted a little bit after she collected the life insurance oh good for her yeah not really but like what the 
people. I don't know if that would lift my spirits in those circumstances, but whatever. Well, you know, it it lifted nannies. Now, it goes without saying here, Charlie suspected that Nanny had poisoned the girls. Right. And he, he, like, said flat out he refused to eat or drink anything that Nanny had prepared when she was in a foul mood. Hmm. You know, only when she was in a foul mood. But yeah, not long after the deaths of their two middle children, Charlie took their oldest daughter, Melvina, and took off. Now he did leave his their newborn daughter, Florine, with Nanny. So, so I mean, just said, freak that one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, well, the baby, that's a little too much for me. So, you know, yeah, if, she, like, if she lives, she lives. Like, what she the dies, hell? She dies. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's, I mean, I sympathize with him on one hand, but on the other hand, he's also like garbage. So, yeah, absolutely. Mostly I mean, the second one, but yeah, whatever. everybody here sucks. Go I on. Mean, I mean, I feel bad that his wife, like, more than likely unalived his kids, but like, other than oh, that, oh, for sure. Other than that, he's like also trash. So, yeah, he's not doing great either in my book. Yeah. So, soon after that, Charlie's mother also passed away. And Nanny ended up working in a cotton mill to support support herself and her newborn daughter. Wait, quick question. When his mom passed away, was she still, like, in the home and, like, had access to giggling Granny? Like, is it speculated that she did that, too? Unclear, honestly. Unclear. Yeah. That was one I couldn't really... I I tried to look up that one. There's not a... There's the... The information on this case is a little sporadic. That's valid. So, yeah, she began working in a cotton mill to support herself and her daughter. And in the summer of 1928, Charlie and Melvina returned. Although they were accompanied by a new friend. He brought back his new woman. And she had a child of her own. And Charlie and Nanny officially divorced not long after that. And Nanny took the two girls to live with her at her mother's home. Charlie would later state that he left because he was afraid of Nanny. And then in 1929, she met and married her second husband, Robert Franklin Harrelson. And shortly after she married him, she discovered that he was also a piece of shit. And he was an alcoholic and had a criminal record for assault. Well, that's not good. Yeah, so, but nonetheless, they did stay married for 16 years, so they managed to have a good run. Now, here we are in 1943. Malvina gave birth to Robert Lee Haynes, which was Nanny's grandson. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years later, another baby came along. A little girl, I believe it was. But she died shortly after birth. Now... When she was born, Nanny was there. And what happened here is that basically Melvina, she was groggy after giving birth. She was, it was a combination of, you know, the medication, whatever medication they had given her. And, And I don't know what they were using at that time. Right. But just the combination of medication and just exhaustion from labor Mm-hmm. she was feeling a little groggy and not you know not as sharp as usual right but she swore that she saw her mother stick a hat pin in her newborn baby's head 
Wait, a hat in her newborn baby's head? A hat pin into oh. so, uh, so a sharp object into the baby's head. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I thought you said a hat in. So yeah. that that makes more sense. Okay. So oh, though, but oh my god. Yeah. So she called on her husband and sister for clarification. But they're just like, well, your mom told us the baby was dead. Right. However, they had noticed the pin that mom was holding. Hmm. Yeah. They did notice Nanny, like, holding a pin, but they're like, well, we didn't see her put it in the baby, but she just told us that the baby was, I guess, stillborn. God. What a monster. Yeah. So... Doctors, unfortunately, were unable to really provide a solid cause of death. Mm. Um, and, of course, at this time, Melvina was just consumed, and, and her husband, you know, they were consumed with the grief over their lost child. Sure. And their marriage kind of sadly began to drift apart. Um, Melvina then went on to date a soldier, and Nanny did not approve of this man for whatever reason um now after a particular this is where i start to question this entire family um after a particularly nasty fight with her melvina went to visit her father now despite the fight and despite what had happened you know prior with the with with her daughter right melvina left robert with nanny why i again like uh, this whole family just like blows my mind i'm like Um, i I wish that you could see my face because if you could see my face you would see why i don't have as many words coming out of my mouth hole as usual i'm just like my jaws to the floor yeah so on july 7th 1945 guess what happened to robert Oh, I'm sure that he was killed in some type of way. Oh, yeah. So he died mysteriously under Nanny's care. Oh, wow. The official cause of death was listed as asphyxia. Oh, poor honey. Now, keep in mind, this child would have been around two years old. I'm not saying that two-year-olds can't randomly asphyxiate but the risk isn't quite there as with like a newborn sure like you know we've all heard of SIDS and we also it's pretty common knowledge these days that as a baby gets older and moves into those toddler years you know the risk reduces the risk reduces significantly yeah I mean now granted this wouldn't have probably been common knowledge at that time but you know looking at it from our point of view now mm, shady yeah definitely so two months later nanny collected a 500 hundred dollar life insurance policy that she had taken out on her grandson of course she did so and then at the time of this recording in 2023 this would be equivalent to just over eight thousand dollars oh i so appreciate that you looked that up for me thank you i remembered from the last Remembered from the last time we had this debacle. Yeah, my little noodle pod. just hung up on it. <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. So in 1945, Nanny's husband, Robert Harrelson, apparently came home drunk and pissed off. And he raped her. Oh. 
So the next day she killed him by putting rat poison in his whiskey. This one I'm like, okay. I was like, you know okay, what? I could get on board with that. That's valid. I'm like, I'd look away for this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, would, I would look the other way for this one, but unfortunately she's a a piece of shit across the board and that's where the problem lies in this case yeah no for sure so then nanny met arlie lanning while she was traveling in lexington north carolina okay Uh, they met through a lonely hearts column in the newspaper god that is so nostalgic yeah (laughs) so unfortunately like harrelson get out of here lanning was an alcoholic womanizer however in this marriage it was nanny who was out there hoeing it up on the streets i mean Uh, on one hand get it nanny on the other like y'all all all still suck though stop (laughs) killing people yeah if you could just stop that like really honestly i mean except for the rapist but like yeah why are we killing children yeah like it's just a big it's like she doesn't really have like a particular demographic she's interested in she's just like nah i'm bored i'm just gonna oh she's interested in the money honey oh yeah yeah i kind of made that connection after the first 500 life insurance policies (laughs) yeah god yeah she'll kill anybody for a quick stack of cash her demographic is a policy that is like Thirty thousand or higher. Yeah. So she she would often disappear, even for months on end. But when she was home, she played the doting housewife. And when he died of what was said to be heart failure, the townspeople supported her at his funeral. But now, soon after his death, their home, which had been willed to Lanning's sister burned down and the insurance money was somehow issued to nanny oh somehow yeah soon after now soon after that lanning's mother died in her sleep and nanny left north carolina to go to her sister dubby's home now dubby was unwell and she was bedridden and guess what happened shortly after nanny got there Oh my god, I am unwell. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> oh, uh, what did she fake die of? Oh god. Probably whatever had her unwell and bedridden. I mean... Uh, that's probably fair. Yeah. Fair assumption. Well, and it's... So, the thing is, up until this point, Nanny did a really good job of fit like picking her victims she would pick people that were either already old or sick or like right. you know or she would pick kids which maybe I don't, don't. I, yeah i don't know how they didn't look into those ones but i guess at those times i guess back in those times you know infant mortality was probably a lot higher and i would especially think like during childbirth like it doesn't really surprise me that that one didn't get more care and attention because i feel like that was just more common at the time it's the other ones for me you know yeah i'm like "Mm, i feel like somebody should have been 
feeling somebody should have been like that. looking into this for sure well somebody's about to look into something here in just a minute so time nanny was once again on the prowl for a husband and in case you haven't kept track this is husband number five okay good because i wasn't keeping track but i was in fact wondering at this point <laughs> love that we have that connection Thanks, so nanny joined a dating service called the diamond circle club now at this point she's in her i think i want to say mid 40s you know she's kind of realizing that her looks are starting to run out Right. So she's she's looking for an older fellow at this point. And then shortly after that, she met Richard L. Morton of Jamestown, North Carolina. In nineteen fifty-two, they married in Emporia, Kansas. The husband's sorry. This husband, unlike the others, was not an alcoholic. However, he was unfaithful. Nanny began I'm sorry, we're still on husband number four. Oh my god. What's sad is that we're at the point where we're losing track. And I can't fault you for that. Yeah. I can only fault Granny. So, it's fine. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. We're on husband number four. I got all turned around, guys. My bad. We are on husband number four. This is Richard L. Morton of Jamestown, North Carolina. So, again, they married in 1952. Now, again, like I said, he was not an alcoholic. However, he was unfaithful. So Nanny began to plot her husband's demise. Of course she did. Yeah, of course. As she does, right? But her plans were interrupted when her elderly mother moved in with them. So eventually Nanny concluded that if she were going to get away with her husband's murder, well, she would just need to kill her own mother. Oh my god! Because she wasn't going to... Spoil her plans to off her husband. Oh, well, of course not. That wouldn't be reasonable. <laughs> that would be so unreasonable. So her mother died in January with her husband following later in May. Now, very shortly after that, in June of 1953, Nanny married Samuel Doss. Sorry, Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Girl, she didn't miss a beat. She did not miss a single fucking beat wow 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 okay yeah so Doss was a nazarene minister and he had lost his family to a tornado in carroll county arkansas okay see that is sad yeah it is sad yeah so this is the thing like remember when i said before nanny did a great job of picking her victims aside from the kids all of her husbands were garbage humans. Right. So it's like, how deep are they going to look into this? Well, now she's married to this sweet minister who lost his family in a tornado. And, you know, he's prim and proper and decent. So, and she's like, and I lost four of my husbands. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's stop. probably Boy, like my behind. He's probably like, "Oh, nanny, I'll pray for you." Like, fact. <laughs> God, I hate it here. So he just now the only little fluke in their marriage was that he did disapprove of his wife's favorite pastime of romance novels. Oh, I thought that her favorite pastime was serial killing, but okay, well, that was her secret favorite pastime. God. <laughs> 
So in September of 1953, Samuel was hospitalized with flu-like symptoms. And it was there that he was diagnosed with a severe digestive tract infection. And this was after eating Manny's food. Oh, God. So he was released from the hospital on October 5th. Um, and on October 12th, Nanny decided to poison him. Oh my God. I shouldn't be laughing at this, but this is just like ridiculous. Just like, you're just point. taking too long to die. I'm just gonna speed this up. This is getting yeah. inconvenient. You've breathed too long. <laughs> what the hell? Literally. <laughs> this, this woman is nuts. So her motive is said to have been the two life insurance policies that she had taken out on him. Yeah, that checks out. Checks out, right? Is there, is there a pattern here, folks? I feel like um, life insurance companies should maybe be flagging her at this point. Is that something they do? Because they should. Well, I mean, it's the 50s. I would imagine that's the thing that they do now. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I never collected a life insurance policy on a mysteriously oh. deceased husband. You think I'm in a database somewhere now? Ah, I hate that for you. The concerns that I'm gonna keep me up tonight, but okay, go on. Okay, so (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Samuel's sudden death actually alarmed his doctor. So finally, alarms are going off in somebody's head, and they're saying, "Wait a minute, this guy." had like should not have performed to stop it right like, what the fuck so <clears throat> his doctor ordered an autopsy and the autopsy revealed alarming amounts of arsenic mm. yeah and finally on her fifth husband her fourth one that she killed and that would be her what to- in total like eighth murder if she did in fact kill her two children which i think we can all i'm sorry like 10th if you count like her mom and honestly it's getting out of hand i can't even count we're in the double digits at this point it's too many it's objectively too many it's objectively too many and this story too would have been too many because we do allow one free pass for the rapist we do allow one free pass for the rapist but everybody else really like come on so yeah nanny was taken to interrogation and with the simple promise of being allowed to keep one of her romance magazines she confessed to killing four of her husband her mother that's all it took (laughs) sorry that's all it took it's so stupid so she confessed to killing four of her husbands her mother her sister her mother-in-law and her grandson did we count those? That's that's the four? Four husbands, one mom, one sister, one mother-in-law, one grandson. That's eight. Thank God. I just went cross-eyed trying to count that. She did not confess, however, to the murders of her granddaughter, which would have been the, the newborn. Okay. Or, or her two middle daughters. Okay. And it said that as she recalled the gruesome details of her crime particularly the murders of her husbands, she giggled the entire time. Ew! Yeah, that's what's creepy. So, like, when I was talking about the the video that I'm going to try to remember to link in the description, her smile, you guys, 
her smile is so creepy. What like, a little cretin. <laughs> She's terrifying. Okay, so during the investigation, it was also revealed that Nanny had already begun to line up a potential sex husband. Stop it right yeah. now. She had been exchanging letters with a North Carolina dairy farmer named John H. Keel. Move out the way. <laughs> Stop it. Can't with you. So when investigators contacted him, he said, quote, Stop. Sorry, can you read this with a straight face? Get out of here. He said, quote, I'm mighty proud that I didn't meet her and she didn't come down here. <laughs> mighty proud, mighty proud. End quote. It ain't much, but it's honest, honest work. work. <laughs> Honestly. When, <laughs> when asked what her motive was, Nanny claimed that it was nothing to do with money and all to do with love. She said, I was searching for the perfect mate, the real romance in life. Okay, but then why did you kill the people that you weren't married to? That was literally going to be my first question. Thank like, you. Why did you kill your mom? Your Well, I mean, okay, she had to kill her mom so she could kill her husband. That checks out. Oh, she just had to. Valid. Yeah. Well, I mean, in her mind. I'm no, not saying I know. It was like a valid murder. But, okay, so you had to off mom to get to your husband. But why did you kill your sister? mother-in-law and your grandson like come on right that would be what we call excessive yeah i mean this is unnecessary so despite confessing to all those murders she was actually only charged with the murder of samuel dawes of course and i that's probably just due to evidence i mean at this point right. those, you know the rest of her victims are pretty well dead at this point so okay. um you know they do have the autopsy though of him so they probably knew that's what was going to stick. Right. Um, the death penalty was actually taken off the table at that time just due to her gender. Oh, was that like a thing back then, I yeah. guess? Uh, evidently, that was a thing then. Okay. So, she pled guilty to his murder on May the 17th, 1955. And she was sentenced to life in prison and remanded to Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. As she was escorted out of the room, she glanced over to her daughter, smiling giggling. And said, take it easy. Don't worry. I'm not. Ew. <sighs> yeah. It's the giggling for me. Ew. It's the giggling for me. So. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> literally. After two years in prison, Nanny said she would have preferred the death penalty. It said she. Re- wait you're gonna laugh at this one this is good this is rich she requested to work in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) but of course she was denied that request yeah no shit sherlock oh jesus christ so she passed away on june 2nd 1965 Of leukemia in the prison hospital ward. And that, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary pals, is the tale of Nanny Doss, the Griggly, the Griggly, the Giggling Granny. Bro, I was not prepared. I don't know what I thought this was going to be, but it wasn't all that. (laughs) Guys, honestly, you know... I don't consume as much true crime as LJ does, like, by far. And sometimes I struggle to come up with topics 
So I'll literally just like Google serial killers and tell me why I pick the most psychotic fucking time every time. And like, I just kind of pick them at random. I'm like, okay, that one looks fun. And then I get like balls deep in the research and I'm like, Jesus Christ. She's like, I'm not well, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking lunatic. Oh my God. I'll be in too deep to stop. Like, you know, like by the time you realize exactly how psychotic this is, like it's too late. Halfway through your outline, you're like, well, (laughs) I'm already committed to the project. Like you can't, you know, you can only like, you can't back out. These, yeah, going back, man. These, these stories take a long time to outline. They do. Like, work. Do not pass go, or what is it? Pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. That's a toe when she realizes exactly what she's gotten herself into. Absolutely. Oh, lordy. Yeah. So. Well, go ahead. Awkward. <laughs> so next week we have another somehow less wild episode for you but i mean these are all like dark and morbid and spooky and hellacious but i i don't know i I never come up with anything quite like (laughs) but the next week's episode just so you know what you have to look forward to we're going to be talking about a a body brokerage that was run out of a funeral home by a mother-daughter duo in Colorado. Um, Yeah, so... so. A lot of fucking lunatics over in Colorado. That's where where the Kelsey Barrett case took place. I was thinking about that, too, as I was redoing our topic outline, like our schedule recently. I was like, oh my gosh, we've got some serious Colorado issues (laughs) coming up on our honestly i mean everybody talks that talks about like colorado is so great i don't know man i would not be signing up to uh spearhead the real estate boom out there right now (laughs) after reading these cases (laughs) yeah for sure well thanks for hanging out with us today you guys thanks for sticking with us for another absolute sociopath fact and i guess we should roll this episode out or i guess wind the episode out roll wind rind roll with our social rind run rind rind or what are words i don't even know anymore okay well what i'll just trying to say is if you have an episode suggestion or you know you just want to like say hey or tell us we suck and that especially that awkward yeah you can email us at say psycho right now at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook say psycho right now a true crime and paranormal podcast we also have a facebook group say psycho right now podcast community we're also on instagram at say psycho right now we are on TikTok, but we are old and don't know how to TikTok. So as of the time of this recording, we, we don't really have any content on there. Yeah, but but maybe check it out because yeah. Toe does have a scheduled bird or plane for you lay people <laughs> to come out to visit me here soon. So maybe that's something that's going to be, I mean, we have a priority list of things we want to do here and i feel like figuring out how to tiktok should be on that list so maybe we'll have a tiktok by then not a lot so um you know if we get enough patrons we may show ld's butt tattoo so okay let's stop promoting that (laughs) 
<laughs> Y'all are unhinged. Uh, my box is locked up. However, <laughs> for $3, you can get access to uh, exclusive live episodes. Some of the lives are going to be completely exclusive just for Patreons. Some of them will be ones that we record live and then remaster and post. But when we do that, they won't come out for like a couple months after. So you're still getting them significantly early. Right. You also, all tiers of our Patreon, you get early episodes every week. We send those to you early because we do record ahead. Um, also, if you're in our second or third tier Patreons, you do get a special little sticker of our logo, which I know a lot of people are a fan of. That will come to you after three consecutive months of pledging as a Patreon. And I also do want to point out our link tree. Our link tree has everything. It's our lifeline. So some of you are probably going to be listening to this well later than the time of the recording. So check our link tree to see what else we have going on. We do have surprises coming up. And yes. um, yeah, definitely check that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that about does it if you're still here thank you truly from the bottom of our hearts for sticking with us we know we're a disaster and we will see you next week bye sickos toodaloo Oh no! Did we perform a fuckeroni?